This is the new TC Pride Podcast, episode 115, on location in Loring Park for the 2018 Twin Cities Pride Festival. TC Pride Podcast, on location in the 2018 Pride Festival, and I'm here with... Beth Johnson. Beth, you're from... P-Flag Twin Cities. Great to see you again. You guys are old friends of the podcast. You're always on the on the podcast at the festival. Uh, what have you been up to lately? Well, we've been having a lot of speaking engagements recently with Pride Month. A lot of people are asking how they can be better allies, how they can better support their children. So we're out there teaching people in the community. And we still have our monthly meetings every month. We have a guest speaker followed by uh, peer-driven support groups for the parents and the family members. So we've got a lot going on right now. And of course, Pride will be in the parade tomorrow. Watch for P-Flag Twin Cities on the parade route. That's right. And actually, P-Flag started. So let's, let's just remind people a little bit about the history of P-Flag. P-Flag, the organization kind of started with the parade. It did start with the parade. In fact, we just had our 45th anniversary this summer, so we've been around for 45 years. It started with Gene Mansford back in New York in 1973, and she decided that people needed to support their kids, and she loved her son, and she refused to bow down to the pressure of other parents who were hiding, and she went out there and marched in the parade with her son carrying a sign saying, I love my gay son. And that was how we got started. We're proud of our kids, and we want the world to know we're proud of our kids. I never get tired of hearing that story. It's such an inspirational story. <laughs> so we were talking before we started recording here. You guys have been really busy. You've been doing a lot of speaking and a lot, a lot of education out in the community. When we're saying it's a good problem to have, <laughs> right, because a lot of people want to hear from you. Uh, but uh, you, you were looking for people to, to help you out if they were interested in uh, getting involved? Absolutely, absolutely. So many people think that PFLAG is just for the parents who are just getting started on their journey. But we need parents who've been down that journey and who can support those parents that are just starting out. We're looking for new board members, people that would be interested in helping us to take care of all of our speaking engagements, to have the meetings. So if there's parents out there who would like to share their knowledge with the new parents, please contact us either on our Facebook page or by emailing us through our website. We'd love to hear from you. Beth, it's always great to talk to you. Good luck with everything you're doing. Good, have fun in the parade tomorrow. Thank you so much. It's great to talk to you. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Ashley from the Animal Rights Coalition. Um, so basically we do tabling events and different events to try to get people to understand how to become more plant-based. Um, whether it's for animal ethics, um, environmental health, we try to give just a broad range of information to help people make the transition or maybe just incorporate, you know, more plants into their diet. Yeah, I imagine you're probably getting some, some questions today. What kind of questions are you getting from people? Yeah, um, well, one of our big things we're doing here is virtual reality. So we have the virtual reality headsets. Um, we're paying people $1 to watch a four-minute video. It is a little difficult to watch. You get to choose between pigs or chickens, and it takes you into the slaughterhouse. So we're showing people, you know, how these items get into the grocery store and onto your plate. So after that, we get a lot of questions. People want to know, like, is this, you know, common industry standards, which it is, um, and what they can do to, you know, not contribute to that system. So, um, so we're on Facebook, Instagram, and we have um, the, our website, theanimalrightscoalition.com. Um, we do meetups. We're on meetup website. We have Vegan Minnesota and Animal Rights Meetup. Um, we do dine-outs, grocery shopping tours, different things like that, protests, um, peaceful protests, of course. 
Um, so yeah, just trying to bring people together and give them a good chunk of resources. Thank you. Happy Pride. Makeda from Avenues Homeless Shelter. We are a transitional living program. We serve um, youth from ages 16 to 24. We have three um, host home programs, two teen shelters, and um, a, fa a young families program. Um, we're just here letting people know about the services that we provide for youth um, homeless. We have about 6,000 youth that are homeless every night in the Twin Cities and only a thousand beds that are open. So it's really um, a dire need and for people to understand that Pride Fest just isn't about like coming together and like hanging out and spending money. It's really about like showing the um, dire need that the community needs for the LGBTQ community. Yeah, a lot of these needs are there all year long. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't go away. Right. You can always reach out to um, any one of our shelters. Our main shelters, one is in North Minneapolis off of Oak Park, and our second shelter is in Brooklyn Park. Um, so you can reach out to any administrator and ask about doing tours, donations, and volunteer hours. Happy Pride! Yelena, song from Youth Link. So we work with young people experiencing homelessness ages 16 through 24, and we are a drop-in center, meaning we provide services and safe space during the day. We don't have overnight stay, but we connect young people with all the resources that they might need in order to ultimately become self-sufficient. Well, we just want to connect with the community. Um, we have a couple of games here. Um, and just trying to engage people in conversation. Are you like hand making buttons as we're talking? <laughs> yes. How does that work? It seems really fun. People uh, actually really enjoy it. Sometimes they do it themselves, sometimes we do it, but it seems to be really attracting a lot of people. However, it might be that our pick that our game is even more popular. So we do have a, a website with really um, a lot of information about our, our work. Um, the website is www.youthlinkmn.org. And um, we have information for young people. We have information for people who would like to support us. If you would like to see our facility, so all the information can be found there. Thanks, happy Pride. Karen, I am with Cook, which is Community University Healthcare Center with the U of M. We are just providing everybody with information about the services that we provide, which include basic healthcare services, as well as victim advocacy, legal services, and financial aid. Um, you can go just to cookumn.com. How do you spell that? C-U-H-C-C.umn.edu. Morgan. Jose. We're with Child and Teen Checkups from Hennepin County and Ramsey County is also here. Uh, we're essentially letting the public know about our program. We are a free preventative to health service that works for children, teens, and young adults who are on medical assistance ages 0 to 20. Um, it's our job as senior community health workers to engage with our community and help them find um, their preventative health resources, like finding a clinic for their annual checkup or the Child and Teen Checkup as we like to call it finding a dentist, it, and you know, in, in general, it can be anything. Um, it could be finding a dermatologist, a nutritionist, anything preventative health. Um, clients can come to us or we can approach you, or, you know, call you back, and we can help schedule their appointments, even set up transportation and interpreter services. And like I said, it's preventative health. We like to keep following up with our clients, making sure that it's a regular thing, that they are going back to their medical home, and just practicing um, good, healthy lifestyle. and essentially making uh, healthy kids into healthy adults. Yeah, we got a couple uh, pins here, um, you know, just to uh, encourage people to ask me about my pronoun. You know, don't just assume anything. So we're yeah. promoting that. We also have um, buffs. They're uh, multi-function headbands um, and sunglasses. And um, Ramsey County has also got sunscreen, um, chapstick, and a little wristband. So we have a dental uh, brochure right there. 
that's our, our go-to uh, dental resource, but we always tell our clients to give us a call because we have access to you know um, their information and we can figure out what is you know the the best clinic for them as far as logistics, health plan wise, and you know we make scheduling the appointment very easy. They can go to hennepin.us child and teen checkups forward slash child and teen checkups, and then I can't remember Ramsey County's website, but I believe it's. Uh, ramsey.co.us forward slash child and teen checkups and our number is uh, 612-348-5131. Lizzie Ehrenholt. I'm here with my wife, Anjanette Schusler. We actually both work for the Minnesota Historical Society. The Minnesota Historical Society is a network of historic sites across the state, uh, including the Minnesota History Center in St. Paul and it has a lot of um, museum collections but also public programs, a library, archives, um, all documenting the history of Minnesota. Yeah, we're going to be getting a new director, um, which is really exciting. Um, just next month, I think, is he's going to officially start. And we also just had a new exhibit that opened about Somali Minnesotans. It opened yesterday, actually. Um, so I really invite people to come in and check that out. Uh, at the History Center. They should go to mnhs.org. Happy Pride! Tori with the Minnesota Orchestra. Well, the Minnesota Orchestra, it's a big uh, nonprofit in the Twin Cities, and our mission is to bring the community together with music. Today we have a lot of things going on. We're talking about our Summerfest series as well as our 18-19 season. We have a ton of opportunities to win free tickets to the Minnesota Orchestra as well as playing orchestra toss to win a bunch of prizes. So like, what, what do you say to people who have never experienced the orchestra before but are, but are thinking about it? Well, we have a ton of different options for a lot of people. It's very accessible. We're doing a lot of sensory-friendly concerts too this season, which is really exciting. We do a $10 intro offer for those that have never gone before. We do $12 student tickets, and we do $20 under 40 tickets too as well. Uh, you can find out about it at our website at www.minnesotaorchestra.org, or you can also check out our Instagram, Menork underscore orchestra, and our Twitter and Facebook as well. Yeah, happy Pride. Tommy Benson. I'm with Chanhassen Dinner Theater. Chanhassen Dinner Theaters has been around since 1968, so we're actually celebrating our 50th anniversary uh, this coming year. Right now, we're doing Disney's Newsies. It runs until September 29th, and then after that, we open Holiday Inn, and that's going to be on October 5th. Well, we are uh, here at our table. We're uh, registering to win pairs of tickets to see Disney's Newsies. We're also handing out um, candy and bug spray and our Chan Super Sippers and Pride Sunglasses. We got every, everyone's a winner when they come. You got the big spinning wheel. People are always feeling the, the big spinning wheel. Yep. We got the big spinning wheels and you win what you, you win what you land on. Um, you can go to our website at www.chanhassendt.com. Carly McDonald with the Ordway. Uh, we are out here registering to win a pair of tickets for Mamma Mia, which is coming to the Ordway July 17th to August 5th. And then we also have a great uh, spinning wheel where you can get glitter bombs, candy, swag bags, high fives, it's all a bunch of fun. Uh, you can go to ordway.org or visit our Facebook page, Ordway Center. Emma, uh, I'm with Minnesota Opera. Well, they're a really awesome opera company in Minnesota. They're um, in definitely the top 10 opera companies in the state. So we're really lucky to have them here and they're putting on an amazing season coming up starting in October. Five operas, definitely worth coming. Everyone's gonna have something that they love. So yeah, come on down, visit us at Pride. We are, we've got an amazing prize wheel. We're giving away free tickets. We're giving away sunscreen. We've got sunglasses. It's all going. We've got a stress ball. I just won here. 
Um, MinnesotaOpera.org is our website, and yeah, just really keen to get everyone involved in opera. Jenny from SheRockSheRock.com. All right, we are a nonprofit organization here in the Twin Cities, and we run programs, camps, classes for girls, women, gender non-binary, and trans folks. We are giving away stickers. We are giving away bracelets, all kinds of stuff, and then we have a selfie station where they can get their pictures taken. We're on Facebook at SheRockSheRock, and our website is SheRockSheRock.org. Derek? Waller, and I'm with the Minnesota Philharmonic Orchestra. So the or we're here promoting our orchestra. We're a community group, so we're looking for musicians who want to play with us. We're America's first LGBTQ uh, orchestra, um, and we have three concerts a year, so we're also promoting those concerts here. Yeah, and I know, I know in general, uh, there's been some education in the community about you don't have to like have a degree in orchestra music to be able to, to appreciate it. It's very accessible for just regular people. That's absolutely right. And like, I'm a law student and I still have time to, you know, play some music once a week. It's really fun. So yeah, and we're really about like bringing composers of color, compose women composers who don't get played a lot, but have great music. So that's a big part of our mission. So yeah, if you're interested, you should come check out our concerts. Yeah. MNPHIL.org. Uh, Jane Sturgis. Calliope Women's Chorus. So we are actually the second oldest feminist choir in the nation. Uh, we were founded in 1976, still going strong. Um, we are currently about 40 to 50 um, women and a few other identities, but uh, folks in treble, um, uh, treble voices. There we go, treble voices. Um, and we sing a variety of um, of music, we sing uh, gospel, folk, classical, choral music. We sing some pop music. Usually, it has some kind of message. Uh, being a feminist group, we try to bring in a lot of different ideas, um, a lot of female and local composers, um, and really try to make sure that people leave our concert with an idea or with a message to them. Well, right now, one of our primary things is that we're looking for folks to audition in the fall. We'll have auditions in August um, and have new members start usually beginning of September, end of August is usually when we start rehearsing. And then we also have a couple big events. Let me grab my... All right, so we have Showtune Showdown, which is hosted by One Voice uh, Mix Chorus, which is one of our queer music consortium uh, friends. Um, and that's going to be on July 16th. And we've got a quartet um, competing in that and there's actually there's a cash prize and also you know bragging rights sure, up, sure. up for up for grabs um, and so we actually have the same quartet that won audience choice last year and so they'll be coming back and I think they're bringing it even stronger I've seen a lot of practice selfies up on Facebook they're ready they're looking, looking for some back-to-back -back. yeah exactly nice. um, and then the other one is that we're having a fundraiser uh, trivia at Flat Earth Brewing on July 17th and in the evening I think probably starts at 7 yeah I think it's 7 um, um, and so that'll be raising some money, doing some trivia, having a good time just with whoever wants to come in the community. You so. should also let people know you don't have to be a singer to be involved with, with, uh, with the course. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, we always love having more singers, but um, there's also uh, lots of uh, social gatherings that we have. We have fundraisers, we have concerts. We love it um, for people to come help uh, volunteer at stuff like this booth or help set up or sell tickets at our concerts. Very much appreciated for anybody who likes the mission and is into it. So. If someone wants to help, you'll put them to work. 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we'll, we'll find a job for them, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> so you can find us at calliopewomenschorus.org, or you can find us on Facebook, uh, calliope.womens.chorus, or on Twitter at calliopewc. And that's calliope, C-A-L-L-I-O-P-E. Happy Pride, everybody. Uh, Sam Morrow. Um, I'm, I'm advertising for Cold Culture, which is a collective of artists here in Minneapolis. And um, we kind of all combine our creative skills and, and work uh, making clothing and, and sculptures and lots of artwork. Um, so these pieces here are actually, uh, we vectorized a, a illustration we had done and then uh, laser cut each individual layer out and then glued and pressed them together to kind of make a 3D sculpture. Um, we got some clothing here. Uh, we have a illustration that's kind of changing the narrative of Minnesota nice is kind of what we what we think we're doing. Oh, yeah, explain that to people listening to the podcast. Uh, it's it's kind of a combination of brass knuckles and the and the shape of Minnesota and you know. And what do you got over here? This is uh this is really interesting. It's kind of like a tie dye kind of vibe you got going on. How how that work? Yeah, it's a, a fluid acrylic. It's actually one of the artists that we work with, and um, you know, I I really I don't know how how she does such a good job of it. When I try to do it, I tend to to move it around too much, and then the paint seems to to blend uh, together. But she has a nice a nice separation of the colors I think yeah so, so where can people go to find out more about the little art community uh, that you're involved with and support the work you're doing uh, mrwcreations.com or follow us at, at mrwcreations Erica Hagberg I do um, hand embroidery and hand beadwork of the human form trying to take the women's arts of embroidery and beadwork and take it away from craft towards fine art um, so I do all kinds of different media, uh, different images, whether it's same-sex, uh, 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 heterosexual sex, um, men, women, children, all, all types and kinds. Um, I also have Madame Bling, and she happens to be 15 pounds of Swarovski crystals done in a thermography pattern um, on a, a fiberglass mannequin. Yeah, so i got to say, I'm not crafty or, or artfully inclined in any of those ways, you are taking stitching and beadwork to the next level. How, how, did this, how did this whole thing start? How did this happen? Well, I'm a fifth generation artist and um, I've been working with different medias trying to see which way I like to flow. And so I started thinking about what would be more luxurious than long strands of hair as glass beads. And so then I started doing the human form and then embroidering the skin. So now the skin is warm, the hair is cool, and it has lots of texture and a lot of movement. So, so you've got a couple of pieces on display here behind us. Can you just tell me about a couple of these here? Um, I have one that's called Yin Yang, and it has a, a dark-skinned uh, female form with her hair black and her skin done in dark, dark browns. And then on the other side, I have a white female form, and her hair is done in white crystals, and her skin is all Caucasian and light-colored. And in the background, I stitched two different kinds of fabric so that behind the black figure is white, and behind the white figure is black. Yeah, so people are familiar with that yin yang, the black and white, the little fish thing. It's it's kind of a, it's it's similar to that uh, that that design. And uh, what else you got here? Um, I also have bedroom eyes, ah, okay. and it's a it's a uh, well, you could say he's nude, but he kind of you know cuts off right above, the uh, below the belly button. And um, I used some uh, small eyeglasses, so he's pushing them up his nose, so he's looking at you, you know. Uh, okay. <laughs> with with bedroom eyes. Cool. So this mermaid is, is absolutely incredible. The merman. The merman is, is absolutely incredible. Tell me about this. Um, well, I wanted to do the opposite of a mermaid, and okay. so I did a merman. And so I did him all in oranges and gold so that he was more like a goldfish or a ah. gold koi. And then I beaded um, the, the tail uh, fronds of his tail, and his hair is all beaded in, in orange and gold and yellow. 
Nice, and it looks like you've got uh, you've got prints available here, a canvas prints available uh, at the festival. Where can people find this stuff uh, after the festival online, or, or talk to you later? Well, you can get, uh, message me or contact me on um, Instagram or Facebook at Moon Bay Designs. Um, um, that would be the best place to try and get in contact with me. Thank you. Morgan, Minnesota Renaissance Festival. Um, we're giving away some good prizes, some candy tattoos and wristbands. And we're also selling our discounted tickets. They're two for 35, they're usually two for 50. So it's the best sum deal you'll get all summer. Um, we got some new theme weekends. We have our Buccaneer Beer Bash, our um, all-time favorite romance, wine and chocolate. There's wine tastings and chocolate tastings. And we're uh, working on getting some New uh, activities this uh, this coming summer. MinnesotaRenaissanceFestival.com. Ann Rubick with the Geek Partnership Society. Tell me about uh, Geek Partnership Society, or as the cool kids call it, GPS. Well, uh, we're a volunteer-run nonprofit, and we do stuff like support the larger geek community. This booth that we have at Pride is to help organizations that don't have the organizational bandwidth or the funds to do it themselves. So we we put it together, and the Pride Parade unit tomorrow. And we invite them, and they come in, and they send reps, they send banners, they send uh, flyers and things, so we can let all the people know about all the geekiness that's happening. Our only requirement is inclusivity. We don't tolerate bullies. We don't tolerate discrimination. That's a good rule. I like it. So uh, it's been pretty popular today, it looks like. What, what kind of questions have people been asking you? Well, a lot of times we run into the problem that they have no idea that we exist because we're so busy doing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is part of our support and the other support. We operate a center in northeast Minneapolis. Um, in the Waterbury. In the Waterbury building. And it's the only center of its kind. I have not found any corollary anywhere else in the world, and I've looked because we don't charge membership fees, and that center exists as part of our larger mission to support the Twin Cities geek community. So. They can come in, they can have their events, they're not being judged, they're not having to go up against other nonprofits and have people who may not be comfortable with something that's outside of their experience. So here you go. Again, if it's legal, if, you know, as long as you're not hurting anyone and it's not illegal, you're welcome. And there are several big uh, sci-fi conventions every year. What, what can you tell people about those? Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, Twin Cities is now to the point where December is the only month that there is not a volunteer-run convention. Oh my God. Yes. So the big one coming up in two weeks is Convergence. That is actually Convergence and GPS used to be the same organization. But Convergence has grown to over 6,500 attendees. What it takes to run something that size uh, organizationally, it's a different focus they need. So we had decided in 2009, as effective 2010, split up. We spun them off because we were their parent organization. They became their own nonprofit. They've turned around and they help fund us. They helped us create the center. And so we'll be there with our charity auction and a party room and supporting convergence in what they do. And, you know, because we don't run conventions, we run the year. Yeah, it sounded like there was some paperwork involved there, but it sounds like it paid off. So <laughs> sounds like it's working out pretty well. Oh, yeah. So uh, I don't know if you're on uh, Facebook group, uh, Twin Cities Geeks, but a meme went out. Um, there's some issues coming up and they're being handled and, and somebody put out, if you've seen Thor Ragnarok and Odin, there's a picture of Odin and it says on it, Convergence is a not a place, it's a people. So, and that's what it's all about, what it comes down to is community. So, so you guys do so much stuff, Where wh where's a good starting point? Where can people go to kind of find out how they can get involved? Well, if you go to geekpartnership.org, that is our website. Um, and, uh, you know, again, volunteer run, we're trying to keep it as up to date as possible. We have... Uh, Facebook presence and some of our larger clubs have their own Facebooks as well, but we cross post everything. If you hate Facebook, 
We are also on meetup.com. Thank you so much and, and hope to see you sometime uh, in the rest of the year. I'm Jen Roddy of Glitter Ink Body Art. Yeah, and we, we kind of caught you uh, mid-glitter yes, art thing did. here. Yeah, we're putting these huge glittery wings on this girl's back and they're going to be amazing. What has been pop? The glitter bomb has been the most popular thing and it's um, it sounds exactly like what it is. We bomb you with glitter all over your body. So if you don't like glitter, that is not the thing for you. Who doesn't like glitter, right? So, uh, and, and and we talked about before, this this is a family business, right? And you uh, you do events kind of all over the area. Uh, where can people find you online? We're at um, Glitter Ink Body Art, glitter and then I-N-K bodyart.com. And we're on all the social medias as well. But we are, yes, a family business. Uh, my husband is currently manning the cash register. My uh, two daughters usually work with me, but they're, um, one is going to be here tomorrow, and the other one is not able to join us this year, but she is, they've been working this since they were uh, like 11 and 13 years old, so we've been, this is our sixth year here, it's very cool. Thank you, happy pride. Lacey Perpich Headkey from the future. So what, uh, what all do you have on your table here? So it's um, offerings for witches, by witches, also for weirdos. Um, a lot of things are made by women, queer, and trans folks. I have a store called The Future in South Minneapolis. So this is a little bit of what's there. Patches, pins, t-shirts, moon journals, tarot cards, magical crystals, and potions. Um, I've always been a witch, and I've been noticing more and more that there are witches that needed a community space in Minneapolis, so I opened one. Like, let's, let's do this. Let's just make that community happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can people find out about the community online and find out what you're doing? Yeah, so it's at thefuturempls.com, and then on Instagram, it's thefuturempls. Happy Pride! Um, this is Cage Harper. Um, we're with the Midwest Gay Romance Authors. We're a collective of authors. We're not a formal group in the sense that we don't do a lot of events together. We come together for Pride. We each bring our own books. Um, we are here to tell people that the gay romance uh, genre exists, to try and encourage people to try some books, um, make friends, uh, have people who have not read our stuff have a look at the stories that we write. Um, and uh, we also get new people coming by who are interested in becoming authors, and so it's a chance to kind of connect to some of the new writers in the in the community and people who may want to be authors. Um, our group really is pretty much constructed for pride, but absolutely we're online, we're on Facebook. They come by our Facebook page, Midwest Gay Romance Authors, um, say hi. We're always happy to point people to our books and other books and reading, um, places where they can connect with publishers. So information on the genre and information on getting your books and your reading out there. Don Kaiser, Chairman of uh, Confabulous and Gale Axicon, Minnesota. Don, great to see you again. Uh, so you're you are responsible uh, for uh, Gay Lexicon, which comes every uh, every number of years, right? Four years, yeah. Uh, we actually were on location at the last one. Did a lot of fantastic interviews. Um, you've got a new con that you're trying to let people know about. Uh, yeah, what we did was um, after the 2016 uh, Gay Lexicon, we decided that we wanted to do a smaller convention in between when we do Gay Lexicons. Kind of relax a con. It's still a game convention. We have a big game room, track of programming, a con suite. We're going to have a little dealer's room this year. But anyway, it's called Con Fabulous, and we do it in between when we do Gay Lexicon. So we did it last year for the first time in 2017. We're doing it again this year in 2018, and then Gay Lexicon's coming back in 2019. Yeah, what's, what's a good way for people to stay connected and get involved in your, in your organization here? Uh, well, we have a couple ways. <clears throat> we have a meetup group, um, and then we also have uh, a Facebook page, and we also have a Twitter page. Yeah, go to our website, confabulous.org, 
And it has all the links there for our convention coming up in October. And I think the last time, uh, one of the last times we spoke, we talked about how the sci-fi scene has just just exploded in, in the last uh, in the last number of years, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. That's correct. Yeah, there's a, a lot of books. Um, you know, we're still underrepresented in, in movies um, as far as G LGBT uh, representation, uh, but otherwise, uh, literature is doing great, and uh, you know, video games were well represented there, and comics were represented there. So, all right, thank you. Happy Pride to you. Tony Stauber, we're in the Richard Painter for U.S. Senate booth. So Richard is running for uh, U.S. Senate in Al Franken's vacated seat, and uh, Richard has dedicated his whole life to fighting against corruption and fighting for ethics in Washington. So he plans to go to Washington and, first and foremost, to address the problems with this administration. To, to bring ethical reform and to make sure that we're holding accountable the people that we elect. Um, Richard also is running on a position of campaign finance reform. He wants to take money out of politics, and that's why he right now is the only candidate in this race who is not taking any money from PACs, super PACs, dark money organizations, uh, because he really believes in practicing what we preach. Um, so Richard is running in the primary for the Democratic uh, ticket, and that is on August 14th. We hope to see you there. Nick Leonard. And uh, where are we right now? Uh, Nick Leonard for United States Senate. So, which, which means that we're actually standing here talking to the actual candidate. We're, yes, I'm the actual candidate here at the Pride Festival. Yeah. Talking to lots of great uh, people who are coming by, asking great questions, and, and showing support. Yeah, which, is, which is really cool. We, we kind of lucked out, because that doesn't always happen. You, you go to the booth and the actual candidate is there. So normally we ask the people who are at the booth to tell me about the candidate. But uh, why don't you tell me about, uh, about yourself, please? Sure. Yeah, we are the um, Our Revolution endorsed. That's Bernie Sanders endorsed candidate for the United States Senate. And we're running in the DFL primary uh, for the special election to replace Al Franken. Um, we're in, I mean, one of the first out gay candidates that could be potentially out uh, in the Senate. And I'm here with my husband, John. Uh, we're seeing lots of support here at the, the festival, which is so important that we have true representation. And I'm, I'm really glad to be here and talking to all the people. Yeah, so of course, it's going to be a entire race this year. There's a lot of involvement. There's a lot of engagement. Uh, what are a couple of things that maybe separate you from the other candidates in the race? Sure, I think there's three things that separate us. Um, the environment, which is I'm a big strong proponent of. Um, I'm not for the polymet mining. Um, I know my opponent Smith is for that mining. Um, I've been working on environmental issues my whole life. It started in college at St. John's University, studying biology and environmental studies. Uh, big money is a big thing where I'm trying to get big money out of politics. We're not taking any PAC money and we're only relying on small individual donations because I think if we're going to make change, we need to actually get money out of politics. You have to vote for someone who's not taking money. And then the last thing is uh, healthcare. We're for single-payer healthcare and um, Ms. Smith is not. So we're, yes, that's a couple of the three issues that are different. We can go to nickleonardforsenate.com and check us out. Thanks so much. Good luck with the race. Happy Pride. Thank you. Happy Pride for you all. Jennifer, I'm with Community of Christ. We are a church that is all-inclusive. We encourage everybody to come join us. Uh, we just promote love and acceptance of everybody. So what drew me to your tent here is all these little like note cards. Uh, looks like uh, clothes pinned to, to the tent. Tell, tell me about what's going on here. These are all notes of encouragement. They're written to youth experiencing homelessness. 40% of youth that are homeless are part of the LGBTQ plus community. So we are taking these notes and for every note we donate a dollar to the Bridge for Youth. Last year we donated over $1,000 and we're going for 2000 this year. Um, you can go to cofchrist.org and we're part of the Apple Valley, Minneapolis, and St. Paul branches. William Murray. All God's Children. Uh, All God's Children is a 
MCC Church on Park and 31st Street, South Minneapolis. Uh, we do a lot with the community. Um, we do Thursday's table where we feed the community. We have about 100 people that, that come each week. Um, at the festival, we have the booth, and then in the morning at 9 o'clock, we are having the church service at the main stage. Uh, you can lo look at agcmcc.org. Happy Pride to you. Heather Kleinworth. Fair vote, Minnesota. So we are advocating and educating around ranked choice voting, which is a voting reform that is more fair and, and democratic, where you have to get a majority of the vote in order to win, and you get to rank your candidates in order of preference instead of having to just choose one. Yeah, I was kind of hoping you'd educate me on this on this whole thing a little. So kind of let, let's talk a little bit more about how how this whole system works. Yeah, so you get to rank a first, second, and third choice in order of your preference, and then they count up all the first choices, see where they land. If no one gets 50% plus one vote, then what we do is we drop the lowest vote getting candidate, and we redistribute the second choices for whomever voted for them first, and they reallocate them, and that'll happen until someone does get 50% plus one of the vote. Yeah, so in some ways it kind of sounds kind of complex, like there are a lot of steps involved, but this has worked really well in other places. Yeah, in Minneapolis and St. Paul and St. Louis Park just adopted it. Um, it may be a little bit, takes a little longer for the person to tally it, but for the voter it's quite simple. Everyone knows how to rank their preferences. FairVoteMN.org. Happy Pride. Colin Smith. I'm with the North Star Gay Rodeo Association. Colin, long time no see. Yeah, it's been how many days now since Thursday? A couple days, right. We were at the uh, the Lavender Score Thursday event. They were celebrating inclusion and diversity in the sports and athletics world. What you been up to since then? Uh, getting ready for Pride. Yeah. And now how's it going so far? Pretty good. We got the dance floor down, and that took a little bit of work, and uh, we're very excited to have it up again. Yeah, and of course, you're not here just to have fun and just to celebrate rodeo culture. You're also making a difference. Yeah, we work at that. This is a great uh, venue to offer to everyone to have free dance, and it's a good way for us to promote the upcoming rodeo at the end of July. That's right. And, and you're involved with uh, several nonprofit organizations helping to raise money. Tell, tell folks, remind folks about that. Yes, uh, our designated charity partner this year is the Aliveness Project, and we always like having a, a, a great charity partner like them, and uh, so they're very excited to be working with us, and we can't wait to give them a check after the rodeo. So, so we're actually at the tent, and uh, so I, I gotta tell you, I'm not super familiar with like this style of, of dancing. What, what, what are the folks doing over here? So currently they're two-stepping, which is sort of a syncopated, uh, fairly simple step dance and uh, there's a lot of line dancing going on. Thank you very much and uh, where can people find out about everything with uh, NSGRA? Well I would say they could certainly look for NSGRA at uh, Facebook and visit us online at www.nsgra.org. Thanks so much. Great to see you again. Happy Pride. Thank you very much. The TC Pride Podcast is a production of the Nonpod, nonprofit podcast community at Twin Cities Pride. Subscribe now on iTunes, on Android, or by email at tcpridepodcast.org. Because we're in this together. Nonpod turns your email newsletter, blog, or video content into a more powerful, more personal, more intimate, on-demand listening experience. Your podcast. Your story. Your voice. Simplified. Amplified. Learn more now at nonpod.com.